Well, dudes and dudettes of the Cedar Rapids music scene, Iowa Music Podcast, all our listeners across the great state of Iowa, it's good to be back. I wanted to intro this one because it's very important. Uh, I don't want you to say, hey, I don't know who these guys are, so I'm not going to listen to it. Um, These are two dudes you need to know who they are. Um, and you've seen the chatter uh, in the group about this uh, this compilation that's being put together with local artists uh, to benefit um, our area, our town, our state from the issues that have happened in 2020. So these are the two guys behind it. Um, and we really dive into how amazing of a project this is. And uh, it's it's very important. You know, we, we've tried to focus on on the important issues and helping our community is number one, always is. We need to be together as a music community, and then we need to take our efforts and and get out and, and help the public because um, that that's that's who we need. We we love the public. We want them to to be there. Um, so we do what we can to help. So you have to uh, have to check out this episode. Uh, Andy and uh, Ed are amazing, and they're doing cool things. And um, you know. It's just, it's just worth it. It's worth your time. It's a great conversation, and, and it's going to be beneficial for you to learn about this, this cool comp and, and what you can do to help it out. So without further ado, let's get in it. There's wires everybody welcome to episode number 50 of the iowa music podcast as always i am mike schulte and this is kind of a special episode not only is it number 50 which who would have ever thought that but um i got two really uh fantastic friends uh that i have on this on this podcast today they're doing great things but in thinking in thinking about the years i spent with these fellas i i realized that my life my musical life has been divided into three parts. Let's put it that way. And I was thinking about this today. Part number one was the, I learned how to play music. I started my first band. We'll call that the diving for Ibis era. I mean, another terrible band name. Uh, You can see that uh, pattern coming, coming to fruition as we move forward through my musical life. But that was where you learn you're having fun. You start your first band. You don't take things too seriously. And then many of you know me in my in my third phase, which is my current phase, you know, the pork tornadoes, that's the the more professional phase. But right in the middle of those, I think was one of my most important musical phases of my life. We're talking 1999 to 2006. And and ultimately, that was uh, that was the phase of my musical life where um, where I was part of a of a bigger picture, part of a scene, if you will. Uh, and we'll call that the Brian Jones era. I've talked about that on the podcast before, but these two fabulous dudes were from that era. And and the thing for that whole period of time for me is that it wasn't always just the music. It was it was the group of people, the musicians, the bands that you were friends with. Um, and so we're going to get into it today um, with some special stuff that these boys have going on right now. But let's introduce them. I got two of my best buds, Ed Bornstein, Andrew Sahak. Welcome to the Iowa Music Podcast. How the heck are you? Um, well, I'm, I'm doing great. I don't know about ever anybody else, but 2020 has been a real awesome time. 
psych uh (laughs) come on yeah yeah uh no it's you know i i mean we all are having our challenges obviously um and where i live minneapolis is no uh, exception to that rule um but you know i am uh doing what i can to uh to keep a positive mental attitude keep my pma as they say uh that what they say that's that's what Daryl from Glassjaw said, and I believe he was quoting HR from Bad Brains on that yeah, one. Yeah, oh, okay. you better save face and just go straight to the Bad Brains on that one. Sure. <laughs> so, so Andrew Sahak is up in Minneapolis, and Ed Bornstein, you're in Chicago area, right? That's correct. Uh, yeah, we're in the we're in the northwest tip of Humboldt Park, Chicago, Illinois, uh, and we are doing okay. We're hanging in there, and you know, um, just trying to keep our minds occupied with uh you know like 100 plus artist mixtapes for <laughs> for uh for donations you know trying to just stay posy well well we're going to get around to that and the reason again why it's so important to to talk about where you guys are at is that you know we're in a little tri tri state love triangle right now where we're all in different places but we all call Cedar Rapids home and in fact, that's how I, that's how I pretty, I guess we'll give everybody a little background on, on how I know you guys. So, so Andy Sahak, Andrew, my buddy, uh, we met in like 99 in high school and, yeah. and it pretty much brought us together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so 1999 in the, the school year from 1999 to 2000, we were seniors. I was a senior at Thomas Jefferson high school in Cedar oh, Rapids. Yes. Thomas Jeff. And Mike Shelty was at Xavier. Mike, I was actually talking to my girlfriend. Were you the first graduating class from Xavier? I was the second. Second. Uh, oh, okay. And it, okay. Was just, wow. it was just terrible because if you remember much, like AK probably told you a little bit mm-hmm. about Sal. Yeah. Like Richards and LaSalle were actually great schools. And then, then now you go to this new conglomeration with no history and culture. And, and yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. You just gone to Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. So, so we met because, uh, Brian Jones, uh, had lost their drummer, Matt Ulrich. Cause he moved, I don't remember where the hell he moved to, he moved Kansas to like City? Car- Carolinas or something. Yeah. Like that. He moved to like North Carolina or something, some shit. He's back now. Uh, but, uh, but he, he, he moved away. Uh, and you know, the band didn't want to stop doing stuff. And then they're like, well, we're going to get this. Actually, I remember the story on, on, on how Zach told me about you. Um, <laughs> Zach Naughton, guitar player for Brian Jones. He said, yeah, we're going to get this guy, Mike Schulte. Uh, he, uh, he, apparently he knows how to like work a, like a, a tape recorder, like a video game. <laughs> That was the exact the exact uh, phrasing that Zach used. And, what? And yeah, to this day, I, I don't think you know anything about using a tape recorder, do you? Like, I'm talking like a reel to reel. Oh well, I, I mean a little bit. I did. I was a um, audio engineer at the University of Iowa, and we did use some old stuff. But right, but this is before that. This is 1999. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that means. Right. He was just like, yeah, that guy can he can work a, a reel to reel like a video game. <laughs> well tell 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 the people uh that that since you have been gone for a while you've been gone for 10 13 something years what, yeah. what was your involvement in the uh, other yeah. than Ryan jones what did you do musically around here before you took off yeah so like my junior year of of high school uh so 1998 i, I was in a band with some dudes that i worked with we were called line uh we used to practice out in marion uh and we mostly did weezer covers and stuff like that but it was really hard to get any traction there, so I actually left that band. Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. Which, which, um, like, what was your go-to Weezer track? Like, sweater song, or was it like, um, yeah, like sweater song was good. Say it ain't so, you know, yeah. the classics. Buddy Holly. 
Yeah, we're, ta- think, we're talking. We're, we're talking Blue Album, not Pinkerton. Yeah, Blue, Blue Album. Um, and yeah. I think we also kicked around the idea of doing um, either God of Wine or Motorcycle Drive By from Third Eye Blind's first record. Whoa! Super, super under, underrated album, by the way. Like, stop talking shit right now. Go listen to it. It's great. Um, so, so line, uh, like, I, I just it just wasn't moving as fast as I wanted to. Nothing against those guys. Like, sometimes you're just in a project where you're on two different timelines. Um, and, uh, so I kind of started a new band with this guy named Brian Andrews and Eric Mitchell and, uh, and, uh, Jimmy Gorsh and they went to Linmar. So it was all the way across town. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's still, I mean, I still had to go across town every Wednesday night, you know? Um, and so that was a band that, that existed. We did a bunch of shows like Fairfax and that kind of stuff. And then, like, when we got to college, it was just too hard to get together. Like, I, I just don't think the other guys had quite the ambition that I did. Um, so that band just kind of fell apart. Um, we played our last show at the Battle of the Bands in Fairfax. Um, and uh, I think we came in third place, and then we never played a show again. Um, but around that time, Brian Jones was starting to really get serious. So I, I lashed into that, and, you know, like, um, that, that was just – Brian Jones was was the main creative project of my twenties, basically. So, um, so that's how I got to know Shelty, and uh, you know, the rest is history, as they say. Well, and speaking of the Fairfax Battle of the Bands, that would have been the first time I met Ed Bornstein, and I'll I'll tell you the way I remember it, Ed. I don't know if you recall the same way, but I, Ed, you're being what four years younger than me. I remember you just being this little wild-eyed kid that you could tell was very into like learning about music and maybe taking on the drums. And I saw you in the front row of the show. And I remember thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to take this kid under my wings. I'm going to teach him how to play some drums and I'm going to show him the way. And then within six months, I mean, you instantly became an unbelievably better drummer than me. And for those that don't know, I mean, I, I hold Ed Bornstein as one of the top five drummers from the state of Iowa that, that I've ever met. So um, that, that's the way I remember it, man. Oh, and le- let me interject there. Uh, in addition to being a kick-ass drummer, Ed, you also have sick drum face. Probably uh, the best drum face. Yeah. If you, put it out. you and Zach Naughton are tied for like the sickest drum faces. Well, you know, I've, I've really tried to rein that in over the years because it's uh, there's a lot of embarrassing pictures from, <laughs> from back in the problem, day. Right? <laughs> I certainly tried to rate it in, but, um, you know, when you're feeling it, you're feeling it and you just kind of lose control of that face. But you know, the thing about, um, bad drummer face or bad music face in general is like, if, if you're moved, I mean, I, I like to call it like a stank face where it's like, you're, you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like frowning. You're kind of upset. It like feels really. so good. You're like you're like upset about how good it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I still, I still experience that today. If I'm listening to like a track that's like particularly like, yeah, you, you don't know, have sl- slams like slams really hard. I'm just like start frowning and shaking my head. Like, nope, this is. <laughs> Did you just say this- slams? Oh no, yes, yeah, slams. Yeah, slams. I think you're. I think Chicago was taking you over, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's you know, <laughs> this shit slams, dude. Slams. So Slim. tell me, uh, tell me what but, uh, projects you, you became. I mean, from the minute you started playing music, I mean, you were off and running and, and you were doing so many different great projects. Yeah. You know, just, um, I mean, yes, but yeah, I mean, Fairfax community centers vivid in my mind as well. I was definitely, 
a budding high schooler at that point and up until were, that point no, you weren't in high school at that point were you like grade or something like that uh, maybe, Cause, well, yeah maybe because that was the year after our freshman year of, of high school or of college so you were probably oh you might have been going into your freshman year of high yeah, school yeah oh, yeah okay okay i mean i think it was the type of thing where it's like my sister vouched for like what I was going to go do to my parents enough that it was cool for me to go. And it was not only just shows at like, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon or something. So like, it might've even been all day. It was that battle of bands. Oh, I, probably, it was I probably got there like, I probably got there like, I probably got there at like noon or something. Yeah. You know? It was all day. <laughs> um, so it was a safe, you know, a safe thing to go do. And my parents knew that I was really into music. And at that point I had only played a show in, uh, my friend's garage for all of our parents and our first middle school band. Uh, you know, so obviously I was trying to branch out into the scene, you know, find some new places to play, you know, find some people to play with, you know? So yeah, of course, you know, like that was the heyday of like all ages DIY shows. And that's the type of thing that I was like blessed to be a part of because like it was kind of like that stuff was already really happening when I, when I was like of the age to go to the all ages show, you know, I mean, they were, and they were all ages shows back in the day in Iowa city too, at Gabe's Oasis and stuff. So like you used to be able to go to see all ages shows at a few different locations. And then we're, and then we're talking like eventually like, you know, stalwart spots like the 1109 house were around. Oh, hell and, yeah. You know, we're playing, we're playing in the living room covered in, 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 uh, carpets that, you know, somebody spray painted, see our sluts on the wall. And there's like news report, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. The, the, the toilet is overflowing from the second floor and like dripping down onto the PA and nobody got electrocuted. Thank God. But you know, these are all the places I got to play when I was in high school. So that's pretty cool. Ed, you played in so many incredible bands uh, over over the the time. I mean, I got them listed here. The Occasions, one of your mainstays, that was one of my favorites. And then Wayne Western, Death Ships, Be Kind to Your Neighbor, To Bone. To Bone was incredible. Foul Tip. I mean, if you if you went to any sort of original show in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa City corridor, Chicago area over the last two decades, I mean, you you saw Ed Bornstein playing drums. You don't forget that. Well, that, that's the that's the coolest part for me in, in reliving those that era of music around here. That that's what that's what inspired me looking back on that era to to create the Cedar Rapids music scene in this podcast because the the sense of uh, community, like like I almost took it for granted that the whole sense of community where all bands were friends and all musicians were friends and and shows were always packed because the general public you know bands did such a good job at promotion that the general public was always there and their friends were there and it was just it was just such a great era for for a community um and i feel like we've gotten away from that in, in our cedar rapids iowa city area and maybe the general public doesn't care as much about live live music around here anymore even though we have such incredible bands and incredible musicians but that that's what's so exciting to me about this uh this compilation, this this new roots grow compilation that you guys are doing that we're here to talk about today is that you're showing that you're showing the community of Cedar Rapids that that musicians do care and they they do want to try to give back. Um, so why don't you guys tell me a little bit about how this even even came about? Yeah. So um, yeah, 2020's been a hell of a year and. Um, what, what do you mean? Like a really good year? Like, cause that's, that's what you're like. Well, yeah, I, well, I gotta say, I gotta say that, you know, 
in the ashes grow new things okay so like <laughs> yes yes it's been terrible yes there's been a global pandemic yes there's been an economic downturn there's been riots and police murder like crazy that people are getting upset about and there's been riots all over i mean chicago has been um there's been a lot of activity here and it's it's been uh, a real big year of just people kind of having uh, their minds warped in a lot of ways and um in that in that vein it's kind of like you know towards the, the the latter end of the year it's just like well can i can i do something that is is some type of i don't know low impact deal that we can get people involved in to try to raise money for whatever mutual aid that people want to do and so that's why i started this thing called money tapes so this is i started this just in august it's not even old you know it just started you you pick an artist and you ask them to make a mixtape something short like 25 minutes and the mixtape is all this stuff that maybe they have laying around from over the years of recording i feel like anybody i know that is a musician these days probably has some type of way to record at home and they're probably demoing out stuff or they're making beats or they're doing whatever. And a lot of that stuff, you know, just gets left on the hard drive because people think, oh, well, it's it's not quite good enough for a record or, or, or a proper release. And so my logic is that, well, let's let's make mixtapes out of that stuff that's sitting around that people still probably want to hear. Um, I know I do. I love I love stuff that's half finished. I love demo type stuff. And um, so you make a mixtape of that. It's for sale for one month, an actual physical mixtape. It's the same program on both sides. And every every dollar that's raised that's profit uh, of that mixtape goes to whatever mutual aid organization the artist chooses. So it's a quick sale. It's something that's rare music that's available only for a month. So, you know, the idea is that people will get excited and want to buy it and hopefully you know, as we keep releasing these tapes, there'll be a bunch of nerds out there who are collectors and like have to right. get them all. And, you know, they'll, once it's gone. Yeah. And they'll find out too late maybe. And then they won't get to uh, have the first one because it's not out anymore. You know, the first one's already done. And um, yeah, then we can just, you know, quickly raise some money, donate the money, publish the receipt and do it again. So, and, and that, so this is two of them and, and you had great success and, and you said that this is cool. I want to keep going. And then, and then now all of a sudden we've got some problems with our, uh, with our beloved hometown of Cedar Rapids and you decide to, to take it to the next level. Right. And so, and, and when I started money tapes, I reached out to Sahak to design the label. Cause uh, you know, Andy was the go-to graphic designer um, and organizer of all things digital for, for Brian Jones and for my band in high school, the occasions. And um, he's always done great work. So I said, Hey, can you just whip up a label? And I, I sent him this picture of a pen, a pen drawing that is a cassette tape with a dollar sign on it. And it's like, you know, it's a scribble basically. And it looks really terrible. And I said, can you maybe jazz this up a little bit? And like within 30 minutes, he sent me this like three dimensional rendering with like a really sick cassette tape with like this dollar sign popping out money tapes, big fat letters. You know, the guy, the guy knows how to communicate through graphic design. So obviously Sahak um, was in from from the beginning with with money tapes with design the uh, logo and so after derecho happened and I, I I came from Chicago and helped try to clean up for a couple of days you know and I went back home and I was just thinking well gosh we got to try to do something from afar to 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 get this going and 
I decided, well, why don't we do a digital comp? I had actually seen some other labels uh, do this sort of thing where they had gotten, you know, like 50, 60, 70 artists to just like make a ginormous compilation, you know, because the idea is just like get as many people as you can involved. Yeah. And all those people will tell all their friends and everybody will pitch in five bucks and suddenly there'll be a couple grand to send somewhere, you know? Um, and so I just took that idea. I was like, well, we, we can do that on money tapes, of course. And I hit up Sahak. I was like, hey, can you do a, a, a uh, cover image for this? He said, sure. You know, we went back and forth and then he's thinking about it some more. And he said, hey, you know, if you don't mind, I'm going to like help you do this. And I'm going to reach out to a bunch of old bands um, from from our, our high school and early college days. I hope you're cool with that. And I was just like, uh, yeah, because like you know a bunch of people that I don't even know. And you probably got contacts I, I don't have anymore and vice versa. And so, you know, we there's like a spreadsheet. There's there's multiple Google Docs at this point, And it's highly organized, all thanks to Andrew Sahak. So it's 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 going great so far. Sahak, <laughs> why did you, I mean, you know, I know I know you, you love this town, but like, you know, you could have just said, yeah, go here's some artwork ed go for it i mean why did you want to jump in, in yeah this um i mean you know yeah i mean I, I do love that town i love that town probably more than people who still live there uh which right. is not to say that people don't lo- love it i'm just saying like it, it uh cedar rapids is a really special place to me because like i moved around a lot as i when i was a kid um and cedar rapids is where we landed and finally stayed and it's but it was also the first place that i ever felt like i fit in um and so i just i just love it so much it's just it's, it will always be home to me it doesn't matter if i live in japan or antarctica or los angeles like it, you know uh cedar rapids is home to me um and i was i was you know i mean we've been joking here but 2020 has been pretty rough for everybody and i was particularly going through a hard hard patch with some stuff and um then this happened the storm happened and i was just like I want to help. I can't get down there to help. And it, even if I was, I didn't want to be a burden to people who are already, right. you know, dealing with how do we find shelter for ourselves, you know? So I was kicking around ideas and, you know, I was like, oh, I could do like a t-shirt design or something like that. But then it's a matter of like, I got to find somebody who will print them for cheap or, or for free, which is almost impossible to find these days. Um, and then I have to manage orders and stuff like that. And that's just like something that like, it takes a, you know, it, it, there's no way to even know if like what I designed would, would appeal to people. Right. So, so that I was just feeling stalled out and then Ad asked me to do this and I was like, yeah, absolutely. I want to do this. And, and I was like, and if we're going to do it, like we should go after all these bands that like just never got a chance to shine back in the, back in the day. And like, so, so the initial idea that I had was like, let's really make this like the document of, what Cedar Rapids and Iowa City music was, um, kind of like how Three One Nine Dude on Bandcamp like uh, is sort of oh. the archive for that. Um, yeah. For the way that I was thinking of this at first was like let's kind of make this not necessarily a best of that, but like let's make that let's make it kind of a, a more uh, easily digestible version of what you might find on that webpage. And then then it kind of became something we wanted to grow out because now that Ed and I don't live in Iowa, we have access to so many other artists and, and, you know, uh, and bands from, from where we live and beyond. Um, and so it's, it's a lot. So then we decided to fold in people that, um, maybe just barely have are connected to Iowa because of us. Um, and that's been really cool too, to, to see, um, you know, so, so we're able to, to get 
artists from Cedar Rapids and Iowa City and the surrounding area who are still around. We got people who would, are from 20 years ago. We got people who are, are like, we got a band from Germany on there, right? Like we got people who just want to help, you know? Um, and, and so I just, I, I was looking for a place to pour all this energy that I had. Uh, and this was the spot. And it just, it was awesome that I was able to help the people of Cedar Rapids and also help my friends who like, I want to see get more exposure. Um, and, you know, like we were talking, like we want to build this community. I feel like this is a really good way to hopefully help kickstart that community again and get people who maybe were not engaged anymore or just never were. Maybe maybe they start rebuilding that scene. Maybe maybe in once this COVID stuff clears up, maybe we've got a, a good solid venue opens back up in Cedar Rapids that does all ages shows on the weekends or something, you know? Well, so, Yeah. The, the crazy thing, the more I'm thinking about this, you know how, you know how it, it's easy to just, you want to donate to something. So you just, you donate your money and you just go, here you go, Red Cross, do good things with it. And it feels good, but it, it feels even better when you know exactly what your money went to. But then yeah. it feels even better knowing that like, it's also making these extra things happen behind the scenes. And, and so the more I think about how, if I'm if I'm gonna buy this mixtape, I'm gonna I'm gonna give fifty bucks. And I'm gonna say I'm buying this thing. I know I know exactly what my money's going to, but then I also am getting something in return. This dope collection of music, and then on top of that, all these artists are are gaining some exposure from, right. from the public listening to it. It's like the the more I put it into perspective, the more absolutely perfect this is for so many different people and avenues. Yeah, I think um, in I can't remember if it was like KCRG or who we were who we were talking about. Ed said something that I thought was really kind of a great way to think about this project, which is that everybody donates, right? So the bands donate their time. Ed and I are donating our our or the bands donate their songs. Excuse me. Ed and I are donating our time and our energy to this. Um, you got people in the press who are donating their time uh, and their ink. Uh, and then you have the the, the user the, who's purchasing the music. They're donating their money, and everybody wins something. So the band gets their exposure. Um, you know, the we get the honor and the the pleasure and the uh, you know responsibility of curating this and 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 pushing that out to the world. And then the bands get some super fucking awesome music. So um, it's a really cool way. It's a cool model to do something like this, um, and and make sure that everybody's getting something out of it. So. Uh, I'm it, I'm really glad we're doing it this way. So I think so, you, I think you said the bands. Did you say the bands get the music? Uh, that's what I heard. Did you say fans? The fans. The fans, the fans get oh, the but music. Also the bands get all this. The like bands also music. do get the music, so they get the they music get, too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And you know what? And so one of the things that I'm really excited about is like because we've got so many different people from all over the place who contributed a track. I'm really hoping that we're going to hear. Like Ed and I are going to get people reaching out to us and be like, hey, you know, um, you know, that that one guy, uh, you know, uh, I want Mr. Rockingham. He, I want him to make a beat for me uh, for my rap track. Can you connect us up? I, so I'm hoping we get some kind of cross pollination between all these artists. I think that would be a really cool kind of like secret benefit that, that artists can get on this project. Yeah, that would be killer. So, I mean, let's dive in a little bit to this. So it's called New Roots Grow um, and, and it's available starting today. Uh, through it's November 6th, right? Yep. Yep. Bandcamp yep. Friday to Bandcamp Friday. Perfect. So basically um, what you're going to do is you're, you're going to go on what Bandcamp? You're going to search for new roots, grow money tapes uh, and 
and get that sucker downloaded. And and I don't know. I know you guys are still finalizing some stuff, but how many how many artists and tracks are we going to have on this thing? It's yeah. got a, it's it's over a hundred. Um, I'm still yeah. I'm still getting some stragglers some uh, some stragglers in here uh, past the deadline. Um, We're hoping to get a track from the stragglers as well. <laughs> There's yeah, a band the, called the stragglers. stragglers. Yeah, they're from they're from St. Louis Park and they played at the Way Out Club. <laughs> that's a joke for literally one person and his name yep. is mike schulte that's the other one you know it's it's cool maybe they're from cool valley where if you lay far enough back in your seat you just might get laid yep maybe they're from there you never know <laughs> Dang. um yeah Bandcamp like is such a cool platform for this though because i mean there's if you if you're not already familiar with with Bandcamp, um it's it's i really like it it's a really democratic way to to sh- sell your music um you know um so what they're doing here, it's basically a platform. Anybody can upload their tracks. You can set the price you want. You can sell merch. So if you have T-shirts or records or CDs or whatever, you can sell that on Bandcamp. Or you can just sell the music. And um, you get a download of it, but you can also stream it through their app forever. So that's a really cool way. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that, like, I, as much as I love Spotify and as much as I love I, Apple Music, a lot of the shit that I love is not available for there. So for me, Bandcamp. Totally. I honestly, I probably have a thousand dollars in my Bandcamp, like uh, invested in Bandcamp, like just because there's so much stuff on there that's not on those other streaming platforms. Um, you know, up until just last year, like Brian Jones was only on Bandcamp. So um, I, I think it's such a cool platform. And what they're doing is the first Friday of every single month. They're, they're waiving their cut. They're not going to take a cut of the sales and they're giving it all to the artists, or in this case to us, which means we give all of it to um, the organizations we've, we've selected here. So it's really awesome. If you're going to buy it, it's, it's really imperative. Please try to buy it today. Today is the best day to buy it because it helps us really get a feel for how much we're going to give. But um, you know, if you can't buy it today, the second best day to buy it would be November 6th. Of course, we want you to buy it any other day if you just have to. Anyway. Just buy it anyway. But if you're going to buy it for sure, buy it on one of those two days. Set yourself a reminder. Like seriously, like I know it sounds weird, but like that little bit helps. Like every extra dollar we get that, that Bandcamp doesn't take a cut of is a dollar we're able to give. So, Ed, let's talk about wh- where the proceeds are going. I know 100% of them are going, but uh, what organizations did you choose? We chose uh, Trees Forever, which is uh- – an organization that is getting lots of donations lately because of the derecho. Um, but even before, you know, the derecho, they were doing a lot of work to like restore like native habitat tree species in the area and cleaning up places and, and doing just like general tree maintenance work. And um, they're a type of place that you can, you know, you can, have a bunch of trees donated to a, a place or an organization. Um, and they, they get all the, they find all this, the species in the trees and they, they get the right ones and they, and they plant them. And so, you know, uh, I, I think I heard that like 65% yeah, of the tree canopy and, uh, Cedar Rapids was destroyed. And so obviously, you know, we can't replace any a hundred year old trees, but if we start today, then, you know, in a hundred years, there'll be a bunch of big, big trees around. So, the trees new roots uh, rest- grow. New roots grow, baby. The the tree restoration is a big part of. Well, it's it's going to be half the donations. The other half uh, is going to go to uh, Intercultural Iowa, which is um, an organization that helps refugees um, kind of just acclimate and get their feet on the ground in eastern Iowa, and they do everything from like 
find people housing and employment. And, you know, if like they don't have a bed, they'll find them a bed to sleep in, you know, like just like basic human rights stuff they they will do for for people who are are here from other countries you know fleeing whatever is going on and so the a lot a lot of that community was especially hit hard um as i was talking to the uh the person who runs that organization he was saying you know a lot of these immigrants they work in a lot of meatpacking plants around here and so they were hit pretty hard immediately by covid a lot a lot of there's a lot of breakouts in in meatpacking houses and then a lot of those a lot of people also lost their houses you know, not that much longer, not that much later in the derecho, you know, I mean, there was a, there's a big apartment complex on the Southwest side on where, you know, near where I grew up that like was basically blown over. And, um, you know, people were like living out of their cars for a week. And I think some people still might be now. So, um, we're trying to help the people who are most affected by this, you know, a lot, a lot of folks had, had trees to clean up and maybe, had some damage to their homes, but for the most part are doing fine. But there are, there are people that are still without homes and, you know, they don't have steady employment. And so those people need the help the most. So that's where the other part of the money's going. Oh, totally, man. Cause I can speak from perspective of being here in Cedar Rapids that, you know, there was a, those first two weeks, I mean, everyone in this town was affected in one way or another. You, you lost power. You couldn't go to work. You, you couldn't do anything, but you know, here we are two months later, like, okay, you know, things are getting back to normal. Things are feeling good. I'm getting repairs done on my house and, and I got my electricity back and my internet. I'm good. But the, the effects of, of what has happened here in 2020 in Cedar Rapids are going to go on for a very long time. Um, and that's why so many people have reached out to me and said, well, like, hey, I, I don't have a chainsaw and I'm not in town. Like, how do I get involved? And that usually becomes donating money. But then you're like, how do I know it goes to the right organizations and the right people? And and this is this is such a cool way for for you not only to get that money to the the proper people that can that can help but also to to gain something from it to to also be entertained by your donation i mean there, there's there's no cool i'm i'm very as you can tell i'm, I'm a couple whiskeys deep but i'm very excited about this for you guys yeah no, and I'm by the way sh- shout out to ed's sister christina uh for like really helping us figure out where that money should go because i i know like ed and i we knew we wanted to help but we didn't know who would be the right people to help with and it was really great to have christina on the ground in cedar rapids and and advising us like these are the people who really need it and these are people who are going to do the most good with it so um that was really great and christina's christina's been a champ she's been a a a brian jones booster since day one so uh i I always have love for tina bina well Um, let's talk about the best burger in town the best well hey wait wait also, also, yeah, great burgers, but also shout out to another uh, Cedar Rapids Jefferson graduate, Ashley Van Orney, who's on city council yes. in Cedar Rapids. She pointed us in the direction of Interculture Iowa spe- specifically. Um, and she, yeah, she's been a mover and shaker. She was like texting us contact information like while she was in a city council meeting. So That's shouts you. to another wonderful Thomas Jefferson graduate. Iowans yeah. helping Iowans is what we do, right? Yeah. Or whatever right. the governor but said. Yeah, go to go to the map room. Get yourself the best burger in town and some pretty kick-ass fries. They got a really good uh, grilled cheese there too, actually. I mean, let's just be honest. Everything from the map room is dope. Yeah. Pretty so let, so the, you guys just sent me. So keep in mind, like I know this is happening. In fact, I have donated a, a track. I like to mess around and 
and come up with beats and stuff. And Ed asked me if I'd put something there and I, I did it and it's, it's cool. And you know, I, I, I know I think Mike, I think the phrase you like to the, the kids are using is you like to fuck around and find out. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to say it, but you know, that's what I like to do yeah. around and find out. And you know, Brian Jones has a, we, we did a very previously unreleased uh, live version from Bozeman, Montana at the Zebra Lounge. Yeah, we might have to release that whole album because it's, it's we're gonna pretty have- fucking good, dude. It's pretty yeah. – it's fun. Yep, and, and Dope Walker released a tune. So so I knew this was going on, but now I'm looking at this list of names. Like this is incredible because not only are there current and active Cedar Rapids musicians and bands involved with this, but – there, there are some bands that have not played in in a decade. There are some bands from out of state, like you just said, from Germany. I mean, yeah. like that one of my favorite bands of all time that has not played in probably ten to fifteen years is Forstella Ford yeah. from Milwaukee. I mean, they're on there. Uh, R.I.P. One of our our buds from back in the day, Faust and Field, uh, my, with Micah and, and Jason Faust. Um, they got a track on there, Hot Attack. Dicky Brian, we, we haven't confirmed how to tech yet. How to tech oh, might not make it. No, okay. no, but we do have we do have solo Xenot and we have solo. Oh Tim. yeah, the Zaxtronaut track is a banger. Well, so tell me, tell me. I mean, you got you've listened to all of these uh, for the most part. What what are you really excited about for these people to hear? Um, I mean, I that Zaxtronaut track has just been like my fucking jam. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I've loved everything Zach's done since we were seventeen. But um, I, I just, it's just it's super cool. I don't know if it's one of my faves because it's all really really good. But it's super cool. Um, like we got you know our boys Fault Lines from back in the day are on yes. there. Uh, but you know, yo, my boy Aaron Jackson yes. is up in this track. Um, Jackson. You know, uh, we got younger uh, from from Iowa City area, like representing. They're super cool. Um, you know, awful purdies. I, I think Sarah Cram has just such an incredible voice. Uh, so that's super cool. I mean, and and as as you're you'll see when you hear this, th- these artists represent so many different uh, genres and styles of music um, that like. I mean, there's there's something for everybody. I mean, you got Sauter on here representing new metal, a, a genre of music that Mike and I are both very passionate about. Still, um, <laughs> you know, so there's so much different stuff. I mean, if you like if you like rap, there's at least three tracks in here. There's probably more like five or six. If you like country, there's probably like five or six tracks in here for you. If you like metal, like everything is represented here. I mean, and you could say more about stuff that that you like there too that you've dug out so far. Uh, I am stoked on, uh, the track Brendan, Brendan Lee Spangler just sent me. It's like, uh, yes, it's like, you know, he's like a synth master and he's, he's back in Memphis these days, but he was, he was an Iowa city cat for a long time. And, um, he sent some stuff that just sounds like something from a John Carpenter movie. And, um, what else? I'm looking at the spreadsheet here. Um, say, um, uh, our buddy, uh, local legend, Steve Shriver has a track on there. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I've been jamming this, uh, Steve Shriver track with him, Ryan Phelan, Ryan Phelan who, yeah. who, uh, you know, taught basically anybody I know from the Southwest side that like was learning how to play guitar in high school. Like he taught them lessons at music around on uh, 16th Avenue. And he's just been a stalwart in this, the CR scene forever. And like him and Steve Shriver made this like, you know, kind of like reggae jammer track. It's called, yeah. uh, what's it called here? Let me look. It's called, uh, um, I know what it's called. It's Hopkins, called Hopkins and chance. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's just a nice song. It's just one of those nice songs. And it sounds good. It's great recording. 
Um, I'm kind of like a, I got a little bit of a reggae streak in me. So anything that's in that vibe, I dig. So I'm stoked for that. And I'm also stoked. I mean, I'm stoked for a lot of things on here. And I don't want to bring, I don't want to, I don't want to give them all away by any means. I do want to talk about All Roast Reserved being on there though. Cause that, that was a big one for me. Like I, that's pretty legendary. Yeah. Like, that's pretty yeah. Legendary. Like All Roast Reserved was like a ska band that like, that was the band that Brian Jones played with the most back ska in the day. Wars, we played at Ska Wars. Yeah. And, uh, uh, those dudes have not played in ages. Like I had to go, this is, this is how crazy this was. I had to be like, Clay. Can we get Clay Smith is the singer and guitar player? Like, can we get an all reserve song? He's like, well, I have to find the CD. I'm like, okay, cool, we'll find the CD. Like, oh no, 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 I gotta find the CD, and then I gotta go to work and rip the CD <laughs> because no, no computers have CD players anymore. No, uh, yeah. So, uh, so, but we got it. We I, and I, you know what? And I got the whole fucking EP. So I'm jamming that shit. Oh man, yeah, send me that. That's gonna, you know, because I had to. I I played. With, I think I. Played a show with Always Reserved once when I was a high schooler, and I, you know, I think I was given that exact CD to learn yep. the songs. Yeah, but I don't. I definitely don't have a copy anymore. Yeah. Well, what I like to do on the Iowa Music Podcast is I like to embarrass myself at least once. So uh, I'm going to go for it if that's okay with you guys. Please, sure. So first, I want to give a little history. Um, we did it twice. Saha can uh, can attest to this. We we had a show called Ska Wars. Yes, it's just talking about how great the Cedar Rapids community was. Like we used to rent out like the Hiawatha community center and like all these insane venues where people would show up and pay money to see like seven bands play and original music. And and so right now where the, where the new Czech and Slovak museum is used to be the roundhouse. And they did like farmer's markets there. And so we rented that out and we threw Ska Wars. But the funny thing was that only one band was Ska and that was all rights reserved. The rest, very new metal hardcore bands like Brian Jones and slow and things like that. But, but I'll never remember. There is a videotape of Sky Wars one, which hopefully someone has. Yeah. There was Sky Wars one and Scott. So clay booked Sky Wars one. And then I booked Sky Wars two, right? There's two of them. Yeah. And, and there was a moment where we were watching that video. I was a senior in high school and the crowd's just going nuts, right? Like they're bumping up and down. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm do, I'm the one making those guys jump. Like, cause I'm, <laughs> I'm so my, my quote in my senior yearbook was you can't make them jump. Like I can. Oh my God. Pretty embarrassing guys. That's wow. pretty good. You know who played, you know, who played that wow. first. Yeah, right? <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying, man? That's kind of, <laughs> I think that's, I, I mean, I think that's, that's a great, I mean, people have done dumber quotes in the high school yearbook. That's, that's true. That's true. You can't make them jump like I can. You know what I mean? Especially if I'm wearing a whatever t-shirt and I got a butt cut. Oh you know? man. The, <laughs> the classic Schulte look. Yeah. So yeah. do you know, so this is why the first Sky Wars, I mean, in, in addition to just like being a good show, but there was one specific band at that first Sky Wars that literally changed my life. And I would say by default, probably change both of yours. And that's Brazil. Yeah. Um, and right. I remember seeing Brazil. So Brazil was Matt Davis and, uh, and Jamie and uh, Adam from Pete. Well, they were the peepees back then. Yep. But, uh, but then they became wheel in the fence. Um, and I remember like standing front row and I'd never seen this band. I'd never even heard of them. And I, I'd never heard a band that sounded like them. Cause we listened to like Deftones and yeah. 
you we know, thought we were edgy, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, and, and back then, Cedar Rapids it had like Relics Records, but like you know, like you, you kind of had to know what you wanted going in, and then you had to special order. You did, it was really hard to stumble across indie music in that t- in that period. And see, I remember seeing Brazil, and just I I remember thinking out loud, I have not taken a breath this entire set. <laughs> It's a great description. And and just and I feel so like honored that I got to see them. And I'm even more honored because we have a Brazil track on this record. Yeah, so, that's that's unreal. Yeah. So so we're talking at this point, we're talking it is out. If if you should, probably should stop this podcast at this point and go to Bandcamp and look up New Roots Grow and Money Tapes and get this because we're talking hundred plus tracks. That is just make a donation, right? Like donate what you can. Is that what you're is that what you're telling people at this point? Yeah, yeah. We didn't really I don't think we're gonna try to make like a minimum number because you know everybody's going through stuff right now and the economy's in the tanker and so it's kind of like knowing that everybody donated their music in hopes of raising some money to help some people out it's just like you got to give what you can and if you want to pay a dollar a check you're gonna make a hefty donation if you don't you you, that's great too we'll take your 20 bucks your five bucks we'll take a dollar it's fine you know like just get this music in your hands and press play and uh it's just it's gonna be like four hours of entertainment or something crazy at this point i don't even know how much how much time it is yeah we haven't even we haven't even figured out how how to figure out how much time this is gonna are you well you know what but but by the time you know yeah we'll figure it well that's the thing it's like by the time this would have aired we would have figured it out so you would have so we're speaking in the future tense here already figured it out so, so it's a lot of music, guys. It's a yeah. great deal. It's a, it's a great value. Yeah, okay. and and you know, yeah, the, like the minimum donation that we didn't set this, but Bandcamp sets it as one dollar. And look, if that's all you can give us is a buck, that's we'll take the buck because that's a dollar. That's fifty cents that Tree Forever didn't have, and it's fifty cents that Intercultural Iowa didn't have. So, like, give what you can, please. But if all you can give us a dollar, like that's good enough. Like we're not going to be. We're not going to be like, oh, this dick only gave us a dollar. Like, we'll be like, thank you for the dollar. Yeah, yeah. And think about it this way. Um, you are going to gain from this. Like, from from donating to this, not only is this some good karma in the world, but you're going – I can guarantee you you're going to find something that you have never heard that you love or a band that you've never heard of that you love. From, from what I'm seeing on this list, I mean – you are guaranteed to to benefit as a human being from finding new music. So so if if it, if it's worth a little bit extra in, in your pocket to make that happen, I I think you should go for it. And one other thing too, I mean, like we're a community here, guys. So um, you know, as musicians, whether you're on this comp or not, you need to you need to get it. It needs to be a part of your catalogs, and you need to help donate to this amazing. Uh, city that we live in an area they live in but also one other thing you can do is the general public trusts us as musicians uh, and bands they trust us to point them in the right direction for good music and in proper ways to help out musicians so just sharing this just just sharing this episode sharing the link to Bandcamp, writing up uh, information about how important this is and putting it in the hands of everyone you know, that is probably one of the more important things you could actually do for this compilation. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, we, we want you to buy it and we want you to love it that you bought it, but we also want you to share it. That's Mike is so right. Like 
there's so much media saturation out there that like, frankly, what gets people, it doesn't, it doesn't get people to see it. If Ed and I share it, it gets people to see it. If you share what Ed and I shared. So like find us on our socials and share it from there and, and share it out to everybody. And like, I, a part of the thing that I've always done is I've always felt like I'm an evangelist for things that I love. And I just don't think we do enough of that. I think, we, you know, th- there's a lot of negativity and rightfully so. It's it's a shitty time to be alive. But uh, part of the way you make that better is by saying, hey, I found this song that's fucking awesome and I love it. And I think you'd love it. I really want you to check it out. And yep. we just don't do enough of that. And and it's an easy thing that you can do that costs nothing that can make such a big difference. I mean, you know, like – I don't mind saying this. Like I got, I have a stand-up comedy album that's on Spotify and Spotify. I just looked it up. I have 54,000 listens on that. Damn. I have no idea who those people are, but just seeing that makes, just makes me feel so good about something that I did. You can be that person for any of these artists out there. So please share that um, because it, it means so much. Yeah, I can't agree more, man. Well, I, before I let you guys go, um, I have one question for each of you that I would like you to answer. Um, being that you've both been gone from Cedar Rapids for a while, what is the one thing that you miss about Cedar Rapids? It can be anything you want. It can be a person, a place, a restaurant. Leonardo's, uh, Leonardo's and Carlos and Kelly's. <laughs> That's it, right? No, no, I'm just joking. Uh, shit. I don't know, man. I, I, I just miss fucking seeing you and Zach and AK and Christina and just all, just all the old crew, man. I, I miss it. Cause man, I, I just, I, I miss feeling like I was a part of something. You know, I, I think as much as I love the big city and I really do, I don't feel as connected as I did back then. When I come home, I feel like, I don't just feel like I'm the king of the world. I feel like we're all the king, you know, we're all on top of the world. And, and I miss that. That's what I miss. Hell yes. What about you, Ed? Um, I miss, you know, um, my family. I miss, I miss my family that still lives in that area, which is most of my family. You know, I mean, I, I moved to Chicago and I met my wife here and all her family's here. And so, you know, it's, uh, I miss seeing my family, of course. And I, and there's a lot of great friends in Cedar Rapids that I miss. And, but, but the general kind of like, uh, and Zach Naughton actually said this to me one time. He just said like, yeah, you know, like Cedar Rapids is just like a really easy place to live. And I was like, you're not wrong. Like it's, it's like a, the general vibe is, is just kind of like chill. And, um, you know, I live in a place that's, it's a big city. It's got a lot going on and it's, you know, you don't necessarily know who you're running into and that can be a nice thing. If there's a little bit of, uh, anonymity to living in a big city, but like in, in Cedar Rapids, you kind of know what's going on and everybody's cool and everybody is saying hi to each other. And, you know, like I miss, I miss that general sort of like laid back friendliness, uh, that Cedar Rapids is kind of known for, you know, the, the, the fifth season, you know, friendliness yeah, fellowship. I, I thought it was the smell fifth season's the smell, right? Is that wrong? Well, I, it's either the smell, fellowship, or friendliness. But I thought, you know, any one of those things. I miss the smell too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, oh, man. I, you know what? I just thought. Of, I just thought of the real thing. I miss. You know oh. what it is? I miss uh, the donuts at 
Um, donut land? No. Christmas well, they are from donut land. I miss the donuts at St. Jude church after mass. That's what oh, I miss. Nice man. Yeah, well, you can always yeah. come back and, 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 you know, hang out with your Lord and Cedar Dude, Rapids. I can't, AK, AK and I joke about going to ch- going back to church. We're going <laughs> to fucking do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, dude. We're going to wear GoPros on our heads. and we're Maybe maybe this weekend we'll go to St. Jude and we'll sing some fucking Table of Plenty. I will do that shit. What about Taste and See, bro? Taste and See all day. (laughs) Well, dude, I got to tell you. Eagles wings. Eagles wings. Eagles wings. Hell yeah. Sad, though. That's kind of a sad one. Yeah. No, it's moving. It is. (laughs) I love that song, man. Eagles wings on the comp, you think? Nah, like, but no copyrighted material. I, I think uh, David, uh, what's his name? Dan Shooty would probably be pretty, uh, pretty <laughs> litigious about that shit. There's a few. No, there's a few. Um, there's a few Christian leaning songs on here, um, and there there are a couple like a like standard psalms Hell that yeah. we we got some clearance to to use in uh, for mechanicals, which is nice. Um, there, and we shout, got some Satan songs. So there's and that there's some too. Satan songs. Yeah, there's, see, there's. There's something for everybody, and you know what? I uh, there's there's this family called the Lapoints that uh, the mo- I think there's a mom and like two of the sons all gave us tracks. Wow. It's like a whole musical family. So watch out for the Lapoints. The Lapoints are heavily represented on Don't this. On this on, right? right, right, yeah. The one the the young kid uh, he's 15 and he wrote a song about having a good day on the southeast side of Iowa. Or southeast side of Cedar Rapids, oh, it's yeah. a rap song. So that might that that one might even kick off, kick it off, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm excited to see this order that you come up with. You know, I know Sahak wants Brian Jones to kick it off because Luke says, "Hey, we're Brian Jones. We're from Cedar Rapids, Iowa," <laughs> which also is a good idea. You know, yeah. so we we, we got it. We're, we're recording yeah. this before, but uh, yeah, boys. Okay, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you'll well, see. You'll see it on the cop. Well, and I just want to tell you, I, I am super proud of you guys for doing this. I, I love and miss you. And I think you're doing incredible things for the area and, and for the music scene. And, and that's why we had to do an episode on this. So, so uh, you know, I think we're going to end it. But remember, you got to get out there. No matter when you're hearing this, hopefully it's before uh, November 6th. But uh, New Roots Grow, Money Tapes, Bandcamp, type in any of that and get it because it's going to be it's going to be amazing and i can't wait to hear it uh hear it as soon as it comes out so so i appreciate you guys coming by and uh anything you want to plug anything else before we get out of here well i just want to say schulte that i i'm thankful for you and doing this podcast because it's like a it's a lot of history that you cover and it's um important to document these things and uh i also want to say that you're top five drummers in Iowa ever for sure. And I think that also, even though the scene has changed uh, from what you know in the early 2000s, you've been doing a hell of a bang up job with the Pork Tornadoes, entertaining thousands of people for many years at this point. And you guys have raised a bunch of money for various organizations too. So, yep. you know, we're, yeah, the we're top, just, we're the just, top we're just, we're just following your lead, you know, Thanks, really. Yeah. The top five drummers, by the way, are Joey Jordison, Chris Fine, and Sean Crahan from Slipknot. Yes. Uh, and, the, and, then, uh, and then the drummer from Crowd Killers, and then Mike Schulte. Well, you get you got to put Joe Burrows in there. I mean, he, right. he was idealistic from back in the day. <laughs> sure. <laughs> great Iowa drummer. Ryan, yep. Ryan, Ryan Hoagland, Chris Richardson, Zach Mountain. Yeah, 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 Zach Mountain's not even a drummer by trade, and he's one of the best. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. 
Well, right. hell yeah, boys. I, I appreciate you being Bob, Bob Adams. Bob, oh, I mean, come on, Bob Adams. The best. The He's best. The best. <laughs> well, technically, was Aaron Tate from here? No, Aaron Tate's from Minneapolis. He's from St. Paul. But didn't they live in Des Moines for a while? No, the singer from uh, Kill Sadie, the, the second singer, uh, yeah. Steve Sneer, he's from Muscatine. Oh, man. And then he did yes. these Arms with Nicks. Yes. J- Joe, Ross is, Joe Ross is from Sioux City, but he was an Iowa City guy for a long time. Also insane yeah. drummer. Well, insane. Over here, we realize there's incredible drummers in the state of Iowa. We're not even, and we're not even talking about like – Swing era drummers. There's got to oh, be yeah. some some guys that are from here that we we just yeah we're missing. just we're just being dickheads because we're because we're in the screamo awesome we're in we're in the screamo and not swing probably maybe yeah, that's yeah, why come on now come on now <laughs> well dudes I think we're gonna end the episode number fifty yeah, it was a pleasure having you here and uh, get out and get that new roots grow money tapes comp all right we'll see you later. <laughs>